There is simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. On today's episode, that's right, we're, we're talking Spartans, we're talking Huskers, and we are talking keys to the game with a little bit of betting sprinkled in at the end. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, September 24th, and happy game day eve, everyone. That is right. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. If you're watching on TV or if you're going to be at the stadium, that's right. We are striping the woodshed. We are striping Spartan Stadium. Uh, you've heard it a squillion billion times by now, but let me be the uh, the other person to tell you that if you're in an even section, wear green. If you're in an odd section at Spartan Stadium, wear white. All right. Uh, this is Locked on Spartans. That's right. We're talking Michigan State five days a week, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. And before going any further, just want to thank you for starting your day or spending your lunch break or reeling in the evening with with me, my voice, my thoughts, and really not just my voice, actually. We talked to Husker Mike of GBR Talk, yes, two days in a row with Nebraska personalities on the podcast to talk about their Huskers. Uh, So yeah, that's how we're going to do it. Segment one, I'll talk about MSU's keys of the game. Segment two, we'll talk about Nebraska's keys of the game. And then third segment, as always, on a Friday... We're talking betting, baby. That's right. So before diving into those MSU keys, uh, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you ever want to reach out, uh, Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter or LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Send me questions, comments, uh, your favorite recipe, whatever it is. Send it on over, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. All right, uh, let's just dive right into MSU's keys to the game for tomorrow night, or tonight if you're listening to this as you drive over to the game. Uh, listen, yay, you know, it's a tight spread. Open up at three points, now it's all the way up to five points, Michigan State's favored, but regardless, any way you slice it, it's going to be a close game. And what happens with projected close games is the turnover battle. Kind of goes without saying. Uh, so here, here's the first key, number one is who's going to blink first between the two quarterbacks? Between Nebraska's Adrian Martinez and, of course, your Spartans' Peyton Thorne, there's a combined one interception between the two of those gentlemen. And, of course, it's not Peyton's. It is Adrian's. But it's kind of an interception you can excuse. It came on 4th and 17 last week as they're at Oklahoma's 24-yard line. Their kicker's not doing too well this year, so they went for it, and Adrian Martinez was being pressured. Ain't going to take a sack on fourth down, so he hucked it up. Desperation picked off. So the one interception coming into this game between the two quarterbacks, I I can excuse that one. So these are two guys that are very disciplined with the ball. Now can one team make the other crack? Nebraska's got a very good secondary. Michigan State, solid secondary, but more importantly, their front six can make life a little dicey for Adrian Martinez. And just like we talked about with John Johnston yesterday, Adrian Martinez has become more likely to just take the sack and eat the loss of yards rather than just huck the ball up to a a group of red and green jerseys and just praying for the best. And that's highlighted too because uh, Nebraska's only two games against Power 5 teams 
Martinez has taken five sacks in each of those games. So, yeah, it goes without saying turnover battle is going to be very important here. Um, number two, and let's go back to talk about MSU secondary here. It's going to be bending but not breaking. Yes, if you've read my 3-2-1 preview on theonlycolors.com, this is going to sound very, very, very familiar. Um, it kind of gives a nod to last week as well. We all know that Charleston Rambo, I think he yeah, he had well over 120 yards, two touchdowns. But everyone else, for the most part, kind of quiet at the same time while he did rack up those catches. They kept the game in front of him. Talked about it this week with Stephen Brooks. That's MSU's cover three right there. Keep the game in front of you. Nebraska has two very, very talented receivers. And Samari Toure, of course, I butchered his name yesterday on the podcast, but Samari Toure, who is a transfer who lit it up at Montana for nearly 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns in 2019. He ranks third in the Big Ten in yards per catch with 20.8 yards per catch. And fourth place in the conference right behind him is Omar Manning, 18.9 yards per catch reception yes these two players are big play capable keep it in front of you keep just keep it all in front of you don't let adrian martinez buy time with his legs to extend the routes if these guys are going for the 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 routes keep it you know what just like we talked about stephen brooks a few days ago maybe a little less cushion but regardless nonetheless keep that game in front of you or otherwise these two guys are going to make life Hell on earth uh, for for the secondary here because, you know, it's not common we talk about great Nebraska receivers, but this is definitely a year that we should. I mean, yeah, it's they got talent there, guys. Um, and let's talk about the one hole in the defense that I think is uh, – er, sorry, the one hole in Nebraska's team that I think is glaring. And Husker Mike will talk more about this next segment, so I'll be short on this portion because he goes more in detail. Nebraska's defense, solid all around. Okay? Nothing really that you could pick out of there that's labeled as bad or underwhelming, I would say. The receivers, just talked about, very good. Adrian Martinez, very experienced. He's seasoned. He's solid. Running backs are okay. I, I think the biggest hole here is the offensive line. And, again, we'll go more on that later. I'll stop talking about why I think the offensive line isn't great because Husker Mike does a great job of, well, voicing his concerns about that. Coming up here in a little bit. But the front six needs the ball out to take advantage of their weakness at offensive line. But also, part of that front six is a very important man by the name of uh, Quaveris Crouch. That's right, your Michigan State linebacker. Him spying Adrian Martinez is going to be a big, big key to this game. And it was last week, too. Derek King, 12 rushes, 7 yards. 7 yards, 12 carries. Quaveris Crouch, yes, still raw, still learning week by week this whole linebacker position thing. But, hey, bottom line, this man is athletic. This man can run. This man, if you tag him on a quarterback and say, hey, why don't you just watch this guy for me, make sure he doesn't really scramble around or make anything happen with his legs outside the pocket. (laughs) Oh, ah, Quavo's got you, baby. Quavo's got you. So if we could see that again this Saturday, I would be delighted. Last week, Adrian Martinez was able to get some stuff done with his legs, but for the most part, he was kept at bay. He had 17 runs for 34 yards. Even a dumb math person like me can crunch the numbers there and tell you that's two yards per carry. It's not. It's nothing great. I think his longest yard, his longest run, went for 10 yards that day. So it's uh, yeah, front six, 
More specifically, I spy with my little eye a Quavo Crouch that can spy Adrian Martinez and kind of just make... We want life to be miserable for Adrian Martinez in the pocket. Now it's when he gets out of the pocket, can he just have full misery around the clock here, baby? Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's up for the front six to decide. And last but not least, key to the game, and if you're in your car uh, driving up to the game, that's right, talking about you guys, talking about you fine gentlemen, you fine ladies, uh, Spartan Stadium has to be rocking today. Spartan Stadium has to be rocking tomorrow, today, whenever you're listening to this pod. Point blank, the, the 75,000 Spartan fans that will be in attendance, whew, let's make the tailgate count, baby. That's right, that's that's all I can legally say. Let's just make, have a fun time at the tailgate. Uh Nebraska's kicking, which, again, just like the offensive line we will hear about next segment, hasn't been going too great if you're a Huskers fan. Something tells me that playing in front of 75,000 rowdy fans might not cure uh, some issues going on there. More importantly, though, Nebraska's third down conversion rate, quite good. Very good. 50% good is what we're talking here. They have been converting third downs at a 50% clip. Yes, they did go on the road last week, but I, you know what? Sooners fans are great. They're awesome. This is not a slight to them. I I do think that 7 p.m. under the lights, a Michigan State fan base that's watching an exciting home game for the first time in a long time, I think this will be an atmosphere that Nebraska has not seen in a while. Because, you know, Oklahoma was one game. But beyond that, yeah, I don't know if you guys can remember. No fans last year. No fans. So, uh, get rattle the cage, baby. Just rattle the cage. Uh, Nebraska's third down offense. We, we need to drag that average down big time. Get the boys off the field. Get the offense on it. And let's just have a hoot and a half, man. Let's have a hoot and a half. Um, we will have a hoot and a half with Husker Mike at the other end of this break to talk about Nebraska's. Keys to the game, um, but first need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar. I'm talking about the nine flavors. Talk about coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies and cream, German chocolate, and also, what? A tenth flavor, cookie dough chunk. Treat yourself to cookie dough chunk. It is sublime. Just was sent a box the other day. I've already smashed two of them. And they're incredible. And like you guys already know, most flavors, check out these stats. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from just 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Not only are they delicious on the taste buds, but they are delicious on your body. Body. And also, uh, I got something delicious for your wallet too. It's promo code. Promo code LOCKED15. That's one word, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That's right, guys, BuiltBar.com. A big game calls for a big week of talking to Husker personalities. That's right, for the second day in a row, we have got a fantastic member of the Nebraska fan base slash media Uh, just slash college football in general. We are talking about Husker Mike of GBR Talk right now. Mike, how on earth are you doing today, man? 
I'm doing pretty well. I don't, I don't know if I would say I'm fantastic, uh, a little bit above average maybe, but not fantastic. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's, that still clears the bar of what we do in this podcast. Uh, above average, whew, that, that's still out of our league. So thanks, uh, thanks a lot go. for joining us before we go any further here. Um, and, you know, so yesterday we had um, John Johnston of Corn Nation on, and I asked him this first question that I actually want to ask you right now, just kind of pick your brain. What is the temperature of – the Nebraska fan base right now like how are you feeling about the team and how do you think the fan base as a whole is feeling about the Huskers going into Saturday yeah I think there's a, a vocal uh, minority that is pretty frustrated with with Scott I think uh, the majority of us are concerned but after our performance last week against Oklahoma I think we're feeling a little bit better um I think the the biggest key is you know whether we can keep the trend going positively um, this week um, or will that die and fizzle out similar to a, a, a performance that we had in Scott's first year against uh, Ohio State. Right on. And so, what in your opinion? Uh, you know, obviously, week zero did, did not go well for you guys, but it's been going okay ever since. Uh, like, what has been going well for you guys now? that was not going well in week zero. I, the, the team, I, they just didn't seem focused. Um, my, gotcha. my biggest, con- my biggest concern that week zero, it was the first time I actually started to doubt the coaching staff and whether they could actually do this. Uh, I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I was a little bit down on the team and the staff, uh, after that week zero game, um, the following two weeks, they, they started performing a little bit better, um, a little bit more consistently, and uh, that Oklahoma game gave us a lot of a lot of hope. Obviously, you want to win that, and we had many opportunities. But um, it, yeah, it gives you a little bit of hope that we can uh, that, that we're going in the right direction. And kind of going on top of that optimism here, let's just uh, take the, the sunny side for Nebraska first in this question. Nebraska wins this game if blank. What are going to be some keys to the game coming up this Saturday for you guys? So I think our offensive line um, needs to improve. Uh, they they are young. I was actually just looking at their uh, uh, the ages on that team recently. Of the eleven folks in the starting or in the rotation, um, we have zero seniors, two juniors, two sophomores, wow. and seven freshmen. Um, two of those are true freshmen, and one of those true freshmen is actually a starter uh, at left tackle. So we're incredibly young. We've got the size. Um, I think. You know, Frost and Company has done a good job at recruiting Big Ten size football players to the team. So we've got the size there. It's going to take a little bit more time to get that worked out. So we're young, and we were really undisciplined in that Oklahoma game. And you saw back-to-back uh, false starts on that on the opening drive. There was a third false start, and we had a 15-yard penalty. Um, I think that's probably. If you're going to put 100% onto anything, I think that's probably 49% and 51% would go to uh, special teams. Um, uh, Connor Colt has not had a good year, which is incredible because he was Big Ten kicker of the year last year. Um, yeah. But he, he 100% has the yips right now, and I it, it, it sucks to see. Um, the only way to actually get rid of that, I think, is, is sports psychologist type stuff because um, – you know, he he pulled a very a short, about a 30, 35 yarder against Oklahoma. He drained a 51 yarder, but then missed a, you know, a 52 or a 53 yarder. Um, I kind of credit that to there's less pressure on a 50 yard plus field goal because no one's really expecting you to make it. 
But when you're getting closer and those kicks actually mean something, you're supposed to make, you know, 90, 95% of them, uh, they, you just have the yips. Um, so, uh, and, it, and it's tough in the Big Ten because, you know, most of our games, if you look if you look throughout the Scott Frost era, the majority of our games are very close losses. Um, one, one score game, uh, I mean, eight points to Illinois, seven points to Oklahoma. Um, you got We got to be able to, to, to have a reliable kicker if we're going to win games. And I think this is going to be a close game. It's going to be one of those games where we, we definitely need to have that, uh, the kicking game going. Yeah, so either sports psychologist or just go to a road venue at night with 75,000 fans screaming at you. That, that could probably well, iron out the, the yips, too. <laughs> well, and if you think about it, you look at last year. I mean, what's the difference between Connor Cope last year versus this year? Uh, last year, we were, no one was, they weren't playing in front of people. You, know, you yeah. get empty stadiums. Yeah. So there's, there's uh, less pressure um, you know, on that individual at the moment. So. No doubt. So on the flip side here, I mean, to, just to bring the, the mood down for Nebraska, Nebraska loses this game if they keep on blank. I know you kind of alluded to it there with the kicker, like if the kicker keeps having his issues, yeah. but is there anything else atop of that that's been a kind of a not a good pattern for you guys so far that you don't want to see continued in this Saturday? No, I think we lose the game. I think it would really go back to that offensive line. Um, yeah, your guys' sure. defensive line line is is stout. You guys are really, really good up front. If our offensive line cannot block and our offensive line continues to shoot themselves in the foot um, with false start penalties, uh, it, it could be a really long day. No doubt. So, I mean, probably it's safe to say offensive line is the position group that you're perhaps lowest on. But on the flip side, what's the position group that you're highest on so far this year? Uh, our secondary is pretty solid. Our, our, our defense is, is, as a whole is, is really solid. Um, our yeah. secondary's been, been playing really well. Our D line has, has been great. We're not getting a ton of sacks. Um, we're doing all right tackles for loss, but, um, they've been able to, to, to slow some folks down. I think it's another big key is, you know, Kenneth Walker has just absolutely been killing it for you guys. And if we can find a way to, 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 just slow him down. I think he's averaging about 168 yards a game. If we can slow him down to that 100-yard range, give or take five or ten yards, I, I I think we have a good chance. I think our secondary is good enough um, to get the rest of it done. No, and that's fascinating, too, because, yeah, our receivers just came off of a killer game at Miami, and they have their incredible athletes. So, yeah, I mean, it's under the radar, but Nebraska's secondary has been solid. I mean, beyond yeah. solid, really, when you think about it. So, yeah, no doubt there. Um, is there any player that has kind of had like an okay start to the year, maybe a bad start to the year that's possibly due for a breakout game? Or I guess another way of phrasing that is like, who's, who's the under the radar game guy for this game? I should say. Um, I would probably go with. Who's going to keep me up tonight is basically what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would probably, who's going to keep you up Adrian Martinez in my opinion. Yeah. I think that the, the sleeper guy is probably going to be Ramir Johnson. Um, he, he started out a little bit slow, um, when he got on campus, has stuck it out. Um, our lead, our running game is by road is just been by rotation. Um, so we've had three different starters in these, uh, in our four games. Um, I think Ramir played really well last week and with Gabe Irvin blowing out his knee, um, 
against OU, I think you'll see Ramir Johnson kind of step up, and uh, I, I think he has the potential to be a, a very good back if he can, if we can create the holes uh, for for him to go through. It, now it's uh, you know time for part of the podcast where everyone turns the volume up, leans in a little closer. Do you have a prediction for Saturday night in East Lansing? Yeah, I think so. I think the atmosphere is going to be a, a, a big deal. Um, you guys are hyping it up as the the, the stripe out game, or oh yeah, I, I can't remember at the, the terminology you guys are using. That's right, yeah. the, at, at the woodshed. Um, yeah, that's right. It's a night game. Um, I think it's going to be. I think our our team. It, even on offense, we're very young. I think the only uh, the only starter on offense that has played in a similar game is Adrian Martinez. Um, outside of that, our our backs, our receivers, um, they haven't played in a game like this. Um, if you go back to the last game where we were, you know, going in someone else's backyard with a, a, a good crowd that was hyped for the game. 2019 against Minnesota, and it was one of those rare times where we actually lost uh, a you know, blowout, 34 to seven. Um, I think it's going to be tough for our folks to stay in it early. I think they'll adjust and maybe bring the crowd down a little bit more. But I think my heart says a, on a three-point Nebraska win, but I'm predicting a 27 Michigan State 27, Nebraska 24. Gotcha. All I'm predicting right now is just overtime. I got to, we're just sneaking suspicion that this is going to be close. I mean, just like you're talking very much so. I mean, something else to look at, you know, Nebraska against the spread outside of that first game against Illinois, but against the spread, they've, they've beaten the spread every game. Um, Wow. Cause so is MSU. MSU is three and zero against the spread. So you guys are what Mm -hmm. one and no three and one against the spread. I should say three and one. Wow. And Vegas knows what they're doing most of the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and most of the time. You know, believe me, I know that. I paid for plenty of their light bills over there. So <laughs> no. over over under is fifty one and a half, which just seems high to me. But it really that is probably my lock of the week right there is going under that, which means that of course it'll be a forty two to forty nine game. Now that I've said that probably. out loud, probably. yeah, I just with how good both defenses have been so far. I mean, it's yeah, I don't know fifty one. That's uh, a touch too it's high a for, for me. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I mean, Husker I, Mike, this has been awesome. Cannot thank you enough for your time. Where, where, where can the fine people find you if uh, they ever want to yell at you on Twitter or compliment you on, on Twitter? Where, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, just uh, I'm just at, at GBR Talk, and I typically follow back unless you're rude. <laughs> sure. <laughs> for the most sure. part, everyone's pretty, civil, everyone's pretty civil. So, yeah, uh, feel free to reach out, and good luck this week, and, and hopefully we can uh, pull it out. Yeah, no, I, well, I mean, I don't know about that, but yeah, just hope everyone here has a good week. <laughs> uh, <that's it. laughs> no, thanks a lot, Mike. I really do appreciate it, man. It's been great. All right, thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Huge thank you to Husker Mike of GBR Talk, and we will be back in a hot minute to do some betting, and what a perfect way to set the table then. Talk, and you find folks about betonline.ag. We're back. We're better than ever, as all eyes are on the gridiron with teams coming back onto the field to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With a new updated website and interface with even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double 
double your initial deposit just for signing up. But of course, when you sign up, you got to use promo code NFL100. That's all one word, NFL100 to unlock that 100% welcome bonus. Bet online, they got you covered from football to basketball to boxing to golf. Don't forget the Ryder Cup here. Write down to your favorites, favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for you for the 2021 season. At Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's uh, get you out the door of this week and into the weekend with some, some picks. Yes, these are our Friday best bets. I will give you five games. And so far, I, hey, we're, we're in the black, baby. We're in the black. We are 8-7 and seven on the year after a 3-2 and two week last week. Uh, Western Virginia, that line stunk out loud, but it was a good bet. Penn State betting against them was a bad idea. Uh, Fresno State taking the points there. I think it was 11-point spread uh, very well last week. Uh, and this is the, the dud, the, the clunker of the week. Oklahoma minus 22.5 against Nebraska. Needless to say... Uh, your boy missed on that one pretty good, but we made it all good with MSU under 56 in a half. So, 3-2 last week, 3-2 the week before, 2-3 to start the season. We're trying to find our, our, our footing here still. So, big week coming up. Gotcha. Five games coming in hot. And the first one is, uh, these are going to be two very familiar opponents. One's going to be incredibly familiar next week. As uh, we're talking Western Kentucky. Nine and a half point underdogs against Indiana in Bloomington. Oh, wait. Oh, no. This game is somehow at Western Kentucky. I have no idea how this was scheduled to be played <laughs> at the Hilltopper Stadium, whatever on earth they call it. But yeah, Western Kentucky, nine and a half point home dogs. Indiana, okay. Listen, I still think they're a good team. I, I, I'm a believer in them. I'm more of a believer in Western Kentucky, though. I think they're going to be an incredible trap game for MSU next weekend. So I'm already bracing myself here with assuming that they will play a tight one against Indiana. So, yeah, I, I do love home dogs. If you're going to give me 9.5 against an Indiana team that is still good, but maybe not as good as they seemed last year, yeah, I'm, I'm going to gladly take the 9.5 points there. West Kentucky always in the game. You know, they, they'll throw the ball all over the yard, upwards of 40, 50, mid-50s times. I mean, yeah, they're they're always going to be in these games. So plus 9.5 for the Hilltoppers coming up. Number two, uh, this is a spread that I might not even be taking. I, I might be laying the points down and saying don't even worry with them. I'm going to take the money line instead. But since, uh, you know... We, we do picks against the spread here, and I'm keeping a record. I will take the four and a half points that Arkansas is getting at home against Texas A&M. This might be, I'm already kind of mm, talking myself out of it. This might be a sucker bet right now because Arkansas, very, very, very good start to the season. Texas A&M, yeah, okay, you know, they're, they're fine. You know, an unblemished record, but oh boy, howdy. Colorado game did a, not a lot for me there. Uh... Arkansas I like, though. Arkansas plus 4.5 at home. Back-to-back home dogs right here. Uh, I believe in the Razorback quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, and Sam Pittman has Fayetteville rocking. Rocking. That is an electric electric atmosphere going down in Arkansas. So, yeah, I'm going to take Arkansas plus 4.5, and really, I'm probably going to take them straight up, too. Uh, Next up, 
pick number three. Can the real Clemson Tigers please stand up? Wow, have they looked lousy. Lousy to start the year. Lousy. Uh, barely getting by not a good Georgia Tech team. Not, not a Georgia Tech team to write home about at all. But there is one thing that they are doing well. And it's defense. I mean, yeah, no, no kidding. I mean, they've got six stars, seven stars all over the place. Yeah. I, I got a feeling that Clemson's going to show up eventually, right? I mean, th- th- this is a complete sucker bet. And this is the advice that you tune in for for uh, Best Bet Friday. Um, yeah, I, I just have a hard time believing that Clemson is going to be laying stinker after stinker. I, I still believe in DJU, their quarterback, a little too much to think that they won't cover Nine and a half points on the road over NC State. Yes, am I being a hypocrite and not taking nine and a half points uh, that the Wolfpack are getting as a home dog? Oh, yeah. I'm a very hypocritical person, though. So I'm taking Clemson minus nine and a half. Uh, This next one, okay, for the longest, does Michigan play road games? Michigan Rutgers over 50 is, is my bet right there. I thought this game was in Piscataway the entire week until I started to research these bets and how... Michigan, for the upteenth week in a row, gets to play at their home stadium. I, yeah, they'll probably run for their 400 yards. Um, I I got faith that they'll score 35-plus points, and I just need to count them Rutgers for 15 points. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of like that. Yeah, so I'm going to go over 50 for Michigan Rutgers. And last but not least, the over-under for... Michigan State-Nebraska is 52. The spread right now on betonline.ag is MSU minus 5. Both these teams, very good at covering the spread. Uh, I'm not going to touch it. I, I I can see a lot of things happening as far as who wins, who loses. But I, I the most clear avenue I see for this game is under 52 points. Under 52 points. Nebraska's defense, an asset. Michigan State's defense, just fine. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough game for offenses, not just to move the ball is going to be hard enough, but I think capitalizing in the red zone is where it's really going to get finicky because just like Michigan State's defense, Nebraska also kind of has that bend but do not break tendency too. Once you get jammed inside the red zone, okay, I'm going to tighten up a little bit, maybe get the field goal kickers out here, and eh, field goal kicking has been wonky for Nebraska, and it's been eh, for Michigan State. Still have a lot of faith in my boy, Matt Coughlin, but yeah, I'm, I'm going under 52 here. So to recap, West Kentucky plus 9.5, Arkansas plus 4.5, Clemson minus 9.5, Michigan Rutgers over 50, and then our Spartans, their Huskers under 52. Guys, uh, if you need more betting advice, may I point you in the direction of the beautiful, beautiful Locked on Bets podcast, because... Betting on college football does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, run team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. And once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for another week of Locked on Spartans. You're driving up for the game right now. Mix in a water, like maybe two waters, but hey, regardless, let's have a fun and safe time, of course. Let's let's all stay within our limits here. Trying to get sauced at a nice cruising altitude during the tailgate and then just cruise from there, baby. Let's, let's not be ridiculous. But let's be Spartans, baby. Go green. God, I'm fired up for this one. Go green. Go green. See you all Monday.